Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month, another purely entertaining show for your listening pleasure. During these tough times in quarantine, it can be difficult to find things to do with your time. As a listener to The Derek Izzy Show, one of the things you can do for me is write a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about the show. Go back and listen to every single show. This is episode 77, so there are 76 other episodes that you may not have heard. Check them all out. Free on the Apple Podcast app or free on DerekIzzy.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. As a listener to the show, you will get 50% matching funds on your initial deposit when you set up an account with BetOnline.ag. Now, because there are very few live sports that are actually going on right now, BetOnline has other things you can wager on. What might those other things be? Well, you can wager on politics. You can bet on the presidential election. You can bet on who's going to win the most electoral college votes, who's going to win the popular election. There's all kinds of odds that you can bet on. As a matter of fact, I actually won money betting on a presidential election. The 2016 election, back in the month of March before the election took place, I laid down a $100 bet that Donald Trump was going to win the election. At the time, he was a plus 900 underdog, at least according to the website. So when he eventually won the election, my $100 bet won me $900. And those are the kinds of things you can do on betonline.ag, but you have to use the link on derekizzy.com in order to get that 50% matching bonus, and that lets them know that you heard about it here on the Derek Izzy Show. Let's say you're not good with politics. Well, you can bet on entertainment awards, the Oscars, everything that is related to entertainment. Sometimes they'll have odds on game show winners. As an example here, with the Academy Awards, Tom Hanks is a plus 800 underdog for Best Actor. So if you put 100 bucks on Tom Hanks to win Best Actor and he wins, now you've won $800. So that's how it works. Use the link on DerekIzzy.com to sign up for Bet Online, Get your 50% matching bonus and start placing wagers and winning money today.
April 16, 1865. John Pemberton, after receiving a serious slice across his chest from a Civil War saber, it looked like he would not survive. A lieutenant colonel for the Confederacy, it appeared that John would not live to see another day, and the treatment at the time was very primitive. Now, John was born in 1831 in Knoxville, Georgia. At the age of 19, he earned his medical degree. So this wasn't somebody who was uneducated. Even though he was mortally wounded, he knew a lot about medicine and how to treat ailments. The painkiller of the day was morphine. Now, as John was not expected to live, they loaded him up with morphine. Morphine is very addictive, but... He wasn't expected to live, so why not make his last few hours as pain-free as possible? But John Pemberton lived. He fully recovered from his saber wound and became a full-fledged morphine addict. Almost 10 years later, his addiction had gotten completely out of control and was ruining his life. He needed to find a cure. Experimenting with drugs on his own, as an educated medical person... He had some insight into what could possibly work to treat his problems. He started experimenting with cocoa wine. It was one of the leading drugs coming out of the country of France, which combined wine and cocaine. Well, John Pemberton jumped on this chance and started creating his own version. He took a strong shot of alcohol, combined it with cocaine, and he started marketing it as a cure-all. This could treat headaches, erectile dysfunction, nervous disorders, you name it. John Pepperton's formula was said to cure it. A few years later, prohibition hits. In 1885, the sale of alcohol was no longer permitted in the Atlanta area where John Pemberton was selling his wonder drug. Removing alcohol from the pain-curing cocktail, John Pemberton began selling the coca syrup. This non-alcoholic version of John Pemberton's French wine coca, he started selling it under a new name. Removing the alcohol and only using the syrup, he still wanted to sell his drink, and he still sold it as a cure for common ailments, basing it on cocaine from the coca leaf and caffeine-rich extracts of the cola nut. He was marketing his drink at five cents a glass. People all around Atlanta were buying it. Business began to grow. Another pharmacist from Atlanta came in with a business proposition, and he eventually won the sale of the business, took over, trademarked the company, and started pushing the miracle cure on his own. It was shortly after this business transaction that John Pemberton died, never getting the chance to see this ailment that he developed, where it would go or what it would become. But in the year 1903, this new pharmacist who was taking over the business decided to remove cocaine from the product. He started distributing it all over the country. Now, the way this worked was kind of different from your traditional business relationship. He would sell and distribute the syrup for the product, but each distributor could then add their own mixture to it, and come up with their own variety of the product. 
This led to the franchises of drink sellers popping up with their own varieties, and it gave them the unique ability to change the product and make it a variation of what they wanted using their own flavorings. In 1890, they were selling about 9,000 gallons a day. By 1900, they were selling over 370,000 gallons a day. This boom in business would continue throughout the 1900s. When the business was first incorporated in 1892, they had about $100,000 in assets. By 1919, that $100,000 in assets had grown to a business that would sell for $25 million. This rampant growth would continue. The business would come under new leadership and grow as fast as ever, spreading this miracle cure ailment to all parts of the country and then to all parts of the world. In 1898, a federal tax on medicines was adopted by the government and as any good corporation knows you have to work your way around those tax loopholes so they decided to stop calling their product a cure-all after the 1898 tax this product was now no longer considered a cure-all no longer a medicine but now it was just a refreshing beverage even though the perception and the image would now change away from medicine and into just a drink, the growth and the popularity would continue as big as ever. The company would undergo many leadership changes with a CEO lasting 30 years in his position, advertising that was just out of this world and unheard of, a product that originally sold as a medicine, an over-the-counter dietary supplement for an upset stomach, would turn into a refreshing beverage icon that would stand the test of time. Going for five cents a bottle from 1886 until 1959. Can you imagine a product that goes for a fixed price for that long? Nowhere in the history of products can you find anything like that. Think of anything that you use today. First of all, we don't have many products that have existed for that long. I mean, you're talking over 70 years there. 70 years, an item continued to sell at the same price. We've, we've never seen anything like that in the history of sales. And yet to go at the same price for over 70 years, it's just something that's different. Some of the interesting facts that I was able to research about this product, there have been many flavors of it, diet flavors, fruit flavors, during its first year in business, they sold 25 bottles the first year. 25 bottles in one year. Today, they sell roughly 1.8 billion bottles per day. Their Facebook page has over 90 million fans. They've had many brilliant marketing ideas. When the product first came out, they used to sell it by the bottle. Customers would go in, they'd buy one bottle, and that would be it. But then in 1932, they started selling six-packs. What better way to get a customer to buy your item in bulk, setting them up in six packs or 12 packs? Over the course of being in business for over 100 years, of course there's going to be some bad publicity and things that happen. At one time, there was a 30-year-old mother of eight children who was drinking two gallons a day of this product for years. An autopsy had allegedly reported 
that this product had ruined her liver and her heart and all her teeth were rotten. At least one of her children was born without enamel on their teeth. During one second of every day, 10,000 drinks made by this company are consumed. As of the time of my research, only two countries in the world do not sell this company's product. That's North Korea and Cuba. Another fun fact for you, if every drop of this company's product were placed into 8-ounce bottles and laid end-to-end, the bottles would reach to the moon and back over 2,000 times. Studies have shown that this product, especially the diet version, is an effective spermicide. However, it's not a recommended form of birth control. Over the course of its history, it's been considered a wonder cure for hiccups, low libido, and relieving jellyfish stings. According to Warren Buffett, this product has no taste memory, which means, like water, a person will never get sick of it. Approximately 96% of the world's population recognizes the logo for this product. The logo, originally penned by John Pemberton's bookkeeper, Frank Mason Robinson, back in 1885, it featured the product's name in a distinctive cursive script. This is known as Spencerian script, developed in the mid-19th century, and this is the logo currently used today, recognized by 96% of the world's population. The exact formula for this product's natural flavorings, now you can see the ingredients listed on the side of the, the bottle or the can, but the secret recipe remains secret. For 86 years, this secret recipe was stored in the vault at the SunTrust Bank in Atlanta. 86 years it was stored there. This product, having endured the test of time, going from miracle cure to refreshing beverage, after a lieutenant colonel in the Civil War had what was thought to be a mortal wound after being slashed across the chest by a saber. This product, is none other than Coca-Cola, because now you know the rest of the story. Thank you for listening to The Derek Izzy Show, and before I close today's show out, I'm going to leave you with an outro song that many of you will recognize. This song was released in 1971, shipped to radio stations throughout the United States, and it promptly flopped. The Coca-Cola makers hated the ad and most refused to even buy airtime for it. The few times the ad was played, the public didn't even listen to it, even though the ad was pushed to Coca-Cola executives as still viable, they just needed a visual dimension to it. And this song created such a great demand that eventually people would write letters to the radio stations asking them to play the song. For all the Coca-Cola fans, this song is for you. Good day. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing, sing with me. <laughs>